What's the one small thing you can do today to change from feeling full of stress, struggle, and sacrifice to allowing the river of your life to carry you downstream on its current in an ease and flow, as if life, it feels like a constant stream of miracles and you're not the only one who's doing all the heavy lifting. Hi, I'm Lisa M.K. Ling, and this is the One Small Thing Podcast. Today, I want to share with you one of my daily rituals, which I do almost every day, rain or shine, hot or cold, summer, winter, spring, fall, it doesn't matter. Since we moved to Arlington, Virginia, one of the things I do every day is go outside, get some fresh air, and take a little walk a couple blocks away to a small park and lean against my favorite tree. Yep, (laughs) just put my back on the tree, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, and I face towards the morning sun. Whether it's early, whether the sun has just risen or it's later in the morning, there's just some magic to feeling the grounding, stable, steady, secure energy of the tree coming up my feet and into my body with my back on its trunk and then looking up into the open sky, the expansiveness, the light of the sun, the warmth on my face, the wind blowing against my cheeks. There's some magic to seeing that expanse and that vastness of the sky and the grounding of the earth and bringing those energies together inside of me, blending them together. It somehow allows me to go one more day as a unlimited spirit in a finite human body and blend those worlds together in more of an infinity loop rather than a violent swinging back and forth with a more ease and flow with more grace with more listening to myself as I just stand quiet still against the tree I kind of come home to myself a little bit, just a little bit more. And I feel like I'm a part of that web of life. I'm not just my to-do list. I'm not just a human doing, I'm a human being. And I get it. I get the balance of doing and being, of making things happen with my willpower and allowing things to unfold by surrendering I just feel that it's not either or it's both and and I see the beauty of it and some might say well it's boring to walk to the same park every day and stand against the same tree but you know what it's never the same the tree is different the weather is different the sky is different the clouds are different I'm different the animals the chipmunks the ravens the birds They're all different. And besides, everything in life has exactly and only the meaning that we give it. And this is the meaning that I give it. I want to see it as beautiful. I want to start my day by tapping into that web of life, by tapping into the beauty, something beautiful that is much larger than myself. 
And then once I've breathed that in, blended that energy within me, within my body, within my heart, within my mind, within my soul, I can carry on with my day and do all the things I want to do while being the person I want to be. Doobie-dooby-doo. That's it for today. Have a wonderful day. See you next time. What if there were one small thing that you could change in your life that would change everything else? One small thing that once you get to the root of it, it has a ripple effect and solves all the other problems that are connected to it. So you don't have to tackle each one independently and separately. Would you want to know what that one thing is? Would you want to master it? Would you want to do it? Hi, I'm Lisa M.K. Ling, and today I'm going to share with you the one small thing that for me changed everything. Let me tell you a quick story. So when I was 27, I was living in London, England, and I was doing my master's degree in law at the London School of Economics. But the real reason I was there was was because I was training with world karate champion Molly Samuels in East London. I was competing for my country at the time and I had a very strong desire to be the best in the world. And so I wanted to train with the best and that's why I headed to London, England. And I was there working out intensely practicing and sparring with a lot of black belt men who I was beating in the dojo, getting ready for the World Cup in Manila that was two weeks away. And I was just on fire. I was pouncing on people as soon as they would move. I was so quick and agile. And even though they were bigger and stronger than me, I was faster. I had better aim, technique, strategy, distance, timing. So it didn't matter. But when we got out to the Philippines, all that training I had done for two years, none of it came out on the mat. I completely froze in my match. I lost 6-0 in the very first fight. And two years of training went down the drain in two minutes. To say that I was devastated was an understatement. I was completely deflated, depressed, and embarrassed, to be honest. Everyone um, had supported me, and I felt that I had let them down. So when we came back, I took a couple of weeks for me to just collect myself up, but then I competed in a local competition in the east end of London, and that is where something incredible happened something that changed my life forever. In that little community center with the paint peeling off the walls, a little local hole-in-the-wall tournament, um, something amazing happened. I fought 
the best I had ever fought. I was doing flying kicks to the head and it karate is touch competition so it, you have to have a lot of control as well as the potential of knocking your opponents out without really doing that. And that's why I love it because there's these dual elements involved. You have to have incredible speed and power, but then incredible control and sensitivity at the same time. And I came out of the ring, I won all my matches and my coach said, wow, you fought like a world champion. And I had just, couldn't even remember what I did, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was completely relaxed and yet completely focused at the same time. And it was, that feeling was new to me, at least new in that way. I probably experienced that as a kid, but I didn't really remember it. But something struck me about that and I I wanted to learn what that was. And I later realized that that is what athletes call being in the zone when you're just in a state of complete bliss and then you also achieve your best results at the same time. It's kind of a paradox. Um, And I also realized it was a state called flow. And I just became fascinated by this concept that there was a state of being that I could enter that seemed to transcend all my fears. It turned fear into excitement. It turned fear into joy. It turned that same energy that held me back in Manila and made me freeze into just complete love for what I'm doing and achieving my best results at the same time. It was like magic, seriously like magic. And I wanted more of it. And this was a turning point in my life. This was um, 23 years ago. I'm turning 50 in a couple of weeks. So yeah, it was a long time ago. And from that moment on, I have dedicated my life to studying and learning flow. I, I threw myself into studying what this was. I started meditating. I started reading books. I read hundreds of books. I went to workshops all over the world. I just experimented with everything. You name it, I would try it to see if it could get me into, sta- into a state of flow because I didn't want it to just happen by fluke. I wanted it to happen on demand. I wanted to be able to put myself into this state when I wanted it, when I needed it, at a certain moment, on a certain day, at a certain time when my match was. And then even a couple years later when I retired from competing, I realized that flow could be applied to my life. It wasn't something that was just applicable to competition sport or to performance. When I had kids, had a, we had a beautiful boy and a daughter who 
who are now um, 18 and 15. One has graduated from high school. I realized that flow was something that could apply to life itself. And gradually over time, I didn't want to just be in a state of flow for little moments of the day. I wanted to live from a state of flow. And one of the things I realized over time, over the next last 23 years that I've realized I've had to do in order to get into that state of flow and to live from a state of flow is that it requires a balance of opposing forces. On the one hand, you have to let go completely. On the other hand, you need structure, you need boundaries, you need skills. Just like being a parent, I was a warrior mom at first, and that control and domination over my kids didn't go over so well with freedom-seeking beings, and there was a lot of chaos in the household, and I had to learn to let go. But then being uh, just laissez-faire and chillax and weak and letting everybody do whatever they wanted, that didn't work out either because tweens and teens, man, they, they need boundaries. They need firm boundaries. Otherwise, things can go off the rails pretty quick. So I had to learn how to balance both energies. It wasn't one or the other. It was both. I had to embrace the warrior in me and the woman, the fighter and the mother, and be fierce and loving, and blend that love and that power and become lovingly powerful. Not a power over others, but a power within myself, not based in fear, but based in love. And that is a gift that is so beautiful that that's why I've dedicated the rest of my life to sharing that journey and sharing the method that I came up with with other people. Because when you're able to harness all of those energies and embrace all of yourself and really become who you're meant to be, magic opens up. You feel the love within, you create what you want in your life from the inside out, and you're balancing the inner and outer worlds. And this is something I call the dragon method because it's like that raw creative power inside of you is like an inner dragon. And it is so fierce and it can turn into anger and destruction and depression unless you harness it. But if you throw a harness on that dragon, on that energy, and you jump on its back, that powerful energy will carry you wherever you want to go, including to the life purpose that you may not even realize you have or what it is right now. It will carry you there. It will fly you there if you learn to harness that energy. You can't squash it. You can't kill it. But you can transform it all of that fear and all of that anger can be transformed into love and power so my question as i finish my story to you is if you could transform all the pain and difficulty and darkness and anger and sadness and all that stuff if you could transform that 
into something else, what would that be?